Welcome to the Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day, a special edition of the Stripe Show Podcast with my friend and Golf Channel's very own, Matt Janelle. I got to sit down with Matt at his home in Orlando, Florida, before we went out and played nine holes in his weekly Friday Skins game at Winter Park 9. As many of you know, I used to work at the Golf Channel and spent plenty of early morning hours with Matt on the set of Morning Drive. It was fun to catch up and relive some funny stories about the cast, Holly Saunders, Kelly Tillman, Damon Hack, and more. And also, Matt, well, he gave us some insight on his top five destinations for buddy trips in 2020, as well as his thoughts on old school versus new school media, Patrick Reed, and much more. This is a great conversation with a good man, travel expert, Matt Janella. All right, here we are. Matty G, how you doing? Good, buddy. Great yeah. to be with you. Thanks for uh, yeah. inviting us into your beautiful home here. Yeah, not many Seahawks fans have uh, stepped foot in, uh, in Shea Janela. See this? It's not a comfortable situation, which is why I moved you quickly <laughs> through the house to the backyard, to be honest with you. <laughs> in a beautiful backyard. Yeah. Well, a beautiful house, beautiful family. Right? We're going to get to all that. Yeah. But, I'm thinking about making this a little golf hole, making this like the water hazard, making that a synthetic green, and making you got to chip yeah. over. Like, it's almost, it looks like the 16th. At Cyprus, and it, it, it's, what, it's yeah. the goal, you know. So that, and if you it. don't make it, then then you got a, a cannonball. Yeah, right? correct. And yeah. that's what you do yeah. on Christmas, right? Every year, yeah. is that right? Yeah, polar bear challenge. Polar bear challenge in Florida means you're jumping into a 65 degree <laughs> pool, not a 15 degree pool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sunday, big game. Yeah, Seahawks, Niners. Yeah, right for the NFC West. You guys are playing for a little bit more after we laid an egg. Against yeah. Arizona, you guys lost. We laid the leg against Atlanta. That was that was both both little hiccups. But I also think it's if you looked at the start of this season and you looked at that schedule and assuming that the Niners were going to be vastly you know improved, yeah. which seemed kind of obvious given you know where they were at with their draft and the, some of the acquisitions, it was always going to come down to this game. It was, it, you know, the NFC West. This is is the toughest division in the NFL, and it probably has been for the yeah. last 10 years. Now, there's been some, you know, some, yeah. some blips, but you go back to 2013, can, can we, when the Seahawks yeah. beat 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's funny. To win the Super Bowl, but the Seahawks and Niners are the two best teams in the league that year. <laughs> yeah. um, the following year in 14, they were both right there again. Yeah. Um, the Harbaugh Carol Day. I mean, it's. I love it. I hate the 49ers. Yeah, but and I know you hate the Seahawks. Yeah, but it's a big rival. It's real, and it's just cool to see it back. I mean, I can't wait for Sunday. It's gonna be awesome. I used to really growing up as a kid. I hated the Rams, mm. which is which, and I hated the Cowboys. Mm. I mean, I like actually hated those teams. Mm. The, fi- the thing about the Seahawks is because of Pete Carroll and because of Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, yeah, even Marshawn Lynch was like he's back. He, you can't really hate – it's very hard to hate some of the guys on that team. They're a pretty likable bunch yeah. for, for the most part. And and we got Sherman, and you always had to respect Sherman. Yeah. You know, that was nice. So You know, they had some good questions for Sherman there. I saw I – was, I was listening to it about, you know, like, do you hate your former team? And is it like yeah. – because him and Harbaugh, yeah. they, you know, they didn't like each other yeah. at all coming yeah. out of Stanford. Yeah. And he was like – you know, he kind of – he mellowed it out. Like he showed some respect. Yeah. 
towards his former team. And I don't know how you could. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to like people, you're going to dislike people. But when you win a championship together, yeah. I mean, there's got to be some wholesome there, right? Yeah. And beast mode back. You know what? I it's going to be interesting Sunday. We're pretty banged up. It's at the clink, which is always a tough place to play. The Seahawks have had the Niners number for the most part, but to see beast mode back, I mean, I got to tell you, Russell with beast mode by his side, it's it, it makes my hair stand up. Like I got to tell you, it yeah. makes the hair on my body stand up. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of Marshawn Lynch. I don't think he has anything left in the tank. He might you know for yeah. for a half of a quarter, Five he carries. might have a run that <laughs> yeah. you know, it, but he will. Bring Bring some energy and the chills like you're talking yeah. about just to the whole experience in general. But at the end of the day, you got Russell Wilson. Yeah. That guy is just he's the expert. He's a winner. He is a winner. He's one of the gutsiest quarterbacks I've watched play the game. I, I, I you know, and the what the the dimes he throws, mm-hmm. the touch he has out of the pocket. And that's what's so lethal. He can now go. And what what are you gonna do if you're trying to defend yeah. him? You come around the corner and he you know he can throw it over your head mm-hmm. to pinpoint accuracy, or it can just burn right by. It's going to be interesting. I'll go 24-21 Seattle. What do you think? 24-21? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was. I would assume you would. I'm going to be more like 27-21 the other direction. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, sitting down with us here. We've got a lot to get to. Okay. I know a lot's happening uh, in your life. But I want to go back just, just a couple years when, yeah. when you and I first met. And that was my time at Golf Channel, which you're still there. And it was um, Morning Drive, which was always fun getting up at 3.30 in the morning and, and, and getting in there for a, a roll call at 4.30 in the morning. But I got to tell you, <laughs> in my entire career, my t- my days at Morning Drive were some of the most memorable days that I've ever had. I mean, just the whole concept of live TV yeah. is something you really can't explain to people of the rush and the adrenaline that you get of just being alive and focused yeah. like you are when you're on live television, which yeah. you do every day. But the stories... <laughs> That would happen at 4.30 in the morning all the way up to 7 until we went live, right? And and I'll I'll begin here. It was one of my my first shows. I think it was my second show. And we did the opening. And so I move over to, you know, in front of the, not the simulator, but right there on the side there with the, I forget, studio. What's the? Studio AP. Yeah, studio AP. Yeah. I'm standing there with Gary. Gary Williams. And they're in our ear and they're talking down. That's the hard thing with like television is, is managing the people in your ear yeah. with someone talking to you. And oh, by the way, America is standing right there. So it's, like, it's always this three-way banter. And so they're in here. Okay, we're coming back. Five seconds. Four. Three. And Matt's standing behind the camera and he goes, hey, Fulton. Don't focus up. <laughs> and that's it. And, and, and he says it, and I and I and I looked at Gary, and Gary looked at me, and it was like the best thing that could have happened to me because I think you knew I was just like just cranking in my head. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, and I just snapped out of it, and I was like, I just started talking and just being genuine. Yeah. Is that was that your point, or did you really? Well, that was that? the point, and you know, and at, I think at that point I had been doing it long enough to know that the the biggest hurdle is to try to get out of your head and to trust your homework, trust your content in general, trust what. You, you know, yeah. again, you've always been one of the most prepared guys ever to come on the show, which is saying something because there's a lot of prepared yeah. people that come on the show. But you always had exactly what, you, you know, and and you were also a natural at it. You had a good tempo to how you spoke. You were very, you know, I, my mom would always say, I when Travis explained something, I understand it, which 
that yeah. again that says something that, yeah <clears throat> well so you're you know that's the, your cadence and your information you were always very good at taking something fairly complicated and making it pretty understandable which is that's part of the game and you know that i actually did that i've done that to a lot of people that have come through the halls <laughs> okay, of, of of morning drive okay, as a way of kind of you know breaking the ice because if you can start seeing people getting too inside you know and you were and you're a Seahawks fan, so I definitely <laughs> wanted to try to mess around. Well, we always had some fun banter back and forth. And when I started is when the Seahawks actually won the Super Bowl. I think yeah. it was like my third show. And they were like, wear your jersey, and yeah. this and that. And I think you were there and you didn't yeah. say a word to me the whole day or yeah. something. But it is true. Funny has I've gotten older and I've done a fair amount of it, not as much as you have. But when I would interview people, they would come in and you would be like, you could see it on the face. Yeah. And you just wanted to like yeah. shake yeah. them yeah. and be yeah. like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and in some ways, you weren't going to let me sink. Gary would never let me sink. No, no, no. Right? And you're going to get you, <laughs> And you know what you're talking about. Well, that was I would always tell people, the only time I get nervous is when I'm talking about something that I don't know anything right. about. Yeah. You know, that, that's when I would be, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable talking about this. Yeah. I would get nervous about, you know, it, sometimes you would have to talk, you know, talk about a subject where it would, you know, come up and be like, uh, I'm not – I'm not necessarily prepared. I would be nervous about that. But if it's something that I knew or that I was had worked on or prepared for, which in again in your case you were always prepared. The point being is just just trust yourself. Yeah. And that's the common that's a common theme to anybody who's coming from outside of TV and coming into TV. Jaime Diaz, we have that conversation mm-hmm. on a regular yeah. basis. You know, even guys like Tim Rosaford or you know, sometimes they need to just put the notebooks down mm-hmm. and just trust their inherent knowledge. I mean, no one's more knowledgeable than those two. Right. And you'd watch them, you watch them get nervous or go to the note, and you're like, mm-hmm. it was it was almost a lesson for myself in can't watching them it. do the same thing. Can't read it. Yeah, can't. And read I learned it. a lot from you, Matt. I remember your note cards. I mean, Matt had this stack of note cards that were like that high, <laughs> and every day you would one note card, and you would just write your bullet points. Yeah, bullet points. But you were you had a lot of segments, and to your point, like there wasn't you would never write it out. Like no. you just had A B C A B C. Yeah. And, but you would convey a lot of information every single show. And another guy that was prepared but had notes was Charlie Reimer, a guy that that, that we worked with worked with a lot. There's so many stories for Charlie that I remember of yeah. you know him sweating profusely every single morning when it was 50 degrees. Any particular one stand out for you with with, well, with Charlie? That, there's uh, a famous one that goes back to. <laughs> Have you heard about the when I broke his trophy? Did you know? I don't know if I've heard that one. No. Well, that that happened early, early on. I I, th- I thought I almost thought I got. I, I think I almost got fired. But <laughs> but Charlie is Charlie is built for TV. Oh. He is one of the biggest characters I've ever been around, mm-hmm. and just so naturally a character, just so quick. And he was off the cuff, better than anybody. He obviously knows the game of golf. He knows the golf swing. He knows the thing he knows best is he knows how to work the camera. He knew, and I learned a lot from Charlie. I miss Charlie. I we stay in touch. He's I consider Charlie a really good friend. He was a big heart and soul of of any show I was ever on. Oh, yeah. And he he was a great team player. He would rally. He would sense who was struggling, who needed help, who needed a pick me up. Charlie 
boom, yeah. right there. He I, he was very very brotherly to everybody, yeah. and I and I appreciate him. Early on, <clears throat> we had his trophy. Well, he had won some tournament. It was something not big. It wasn't like you know anything of note. But he had won. He'd gone back and won some tournament, and he had, he was started to talk about it at the beginning of the show. And you know, Charlie, if he got on something, he would stay on it for a long time. And he the first segment he talked about the trophy they put the trophy out there at the desk and then they talked about it in the second segment they talked about it in the third and he kept talking and I go you know are you going to be talking about this I'll show you're damn right I'm going to be talking about the, you know and I, and it was going in a, in a break and I said uh, you know I said I think I might break this trophy I'm going to you know kick this trophy off the table or and uh, you know I didn't get much of a response back from the producers in, the, in, the, in my ear and so it was pretty much nothing and then Jeff Newbarth was coordinating producer that time i think aaron bearden was the producer then and it was ron syrak was there charlie reimer holly saunders and myself were sitting at the interview set and they had the trophy out there and then we're going to break and uh he's talking about the win and the trophy again and i just took my foot and i kicked it down it goes down the table like you slide a beer down a bar bar (laughs) and it gets to the end and it just falls off and goes it breaks shatters and holly saunders is going to break oh my god (laughs) you broke his trophy and and uh, charlie like turns sheet white and then bright red like he's pissed and he goes i'm gonna kick you in the nuts you know, and, and and i did, he was actually really pissed and and ron, poor ron syrak he didn't know what to he say didn't know what to say super awkward situation in comes the producer Newbart comes storming in and he's upset and I'm going I what the, I did I, I thought I you know <laughs> why oh we're gonna get up pissed over this like over and they give me the death stare and Holly's like I can't believe you broke his trophy I'm like as if this trophy actually matters right. to Charlie Brown and it was a moment it was a kind of a frozen moment in which you know looking back I probably would have done the same thing in fact I'm very glad that I did given where we are now in our relationship he's, he's, he's forgiven you he's, he's, oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I he's think forgiven. he has yeah. I think yeah. he has there were the, the one time that we showed up and it was and it's cold in the studio yeah and it was cold when we were prepping that day and Charlie's just always hot it's sweating I mean profusely always had to sweating. have a fan uh, yeah, it and was it was weird. not even hot. I think I put a sweatshirt. Yeah, and he's sweating. I'm, just, I'm like, yeah, what in the hell's the matter with you? And and it, it led to like he's just like, can someone turn the air down? No one was listening to him, and then <laughs> he just took his shirt off. <laughs> that happened more than once. I mean, the, he took his shirt a off. big part of Charlie's narrative at the Golf Channel was the temperature in oh, the studio, oh. the temperature anywhere. Yeah, no matter where we went, yeah. the temperature is a big part of Charlie's. Like oh, he man. he runs real hot and he needs it real cold uh, he was uh i learned a lot from him as well and i learned a lot from everybody there and, and, and we'll move on here but that's the one the one thing i missed the most two things about morning drive was a the people yeah like, just fun team. yeah yeah it's a good fun team, team. Yeah. you gotta have a fun team family here. yeah it, it's it very is. familial yeah over time you know you're yeah. talking about damon hacks yeah of the world. Oh. you know Cara, i would take a bullet for Cara damon Robinson's yeah. The yeah. World. i mean yeah. these people are yeah. just that kelly tillman was yeah. there when i was there and i started right before holly started yeah. uh, Left the Golf Channel. Um, just Ke- Kelly Tillman, Rich Lerner, and yeah, in Rich, Randall Chambly. No, those those three people did more for me. You know, they they went out of their way yeah. on various occasions, almost to this day, yeah. to help, support, coach, yeah. mentor. 
You know, I yeah. mean, they didn't have to do that. No, they care. These yeah. were the, top, you know, in my opinion, those are the top of the food chain, and they were always willing to help little old me or you or yeah. you know. Yeah, they, they're so good at their job. They can, they they can carry you early on. I remember when Damon asked me a question one time, and I didn't hear it, and he knew I didn't hear it. Yeah, and he just smoothed it over like nothing happened. And then he and then and the newborn, of course, was in my ear. And he's like, "Hey, next time, why don't you answer the question?" <laughs> <laughs> and Damon was, and Damon just smoothed it or didn't said a word. Yeah, to just I mean, yeah. a total pro, yeah. right? Pros, pro. He came in just a little ahead of me, and we both came from sort of writing backgrounds, so to speak. Yep. He's a prolific you sports know, illustrator, sports illustrator yep. writer, and worked at the Times. Yep. And, and uh, he, I mean, you know, I can't say enough yep. about Damon Hack. The second I, thing is just the energy of live TV. Like it's one thing to do this, you know, podcast, another thing you're doing, like we did a lot of tape delayed stuff too that would run later. Yeah. But when it's live, it's a whole different game. And Morning Drive was moving. I mean, we used yep. to like, there were 8 million <laughs> things going on. I mean, I know. seriously, I mean, I you're know. listening to people in your ear, you're trying to have a conversation with someone in front of you and you're trying to look at the camera. I mean, it was like, <clears throat> people ask like, what's the hardest thing about live television? I said, just listen. Yeah. To me, it was. It was just listening to what was happening so you could get in and out yeah. when, when you had to. And the other part was just like when it was time to hit a shot in the simulator. <laughs> When it went silent in your ear, yeah, I got the, I got simulator shanks. Do you oh, remember that? Yes, yeah, I do, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> it was a real I thing. I, I think I almost got one. It was I a real I almost thing. got one on the ankle. Yeah, like, it was a real thing. It was a real thing. I, I couldn't swing the club wow. in the simulator. It's and, that, it, and, oh. it, and then it got and then it was yeah that was that was yeah. bad. Yeah, that's yeah. I had I had suppressed that memory until until you just brought that up. Yeah. That. <laughs> All right, so let's. That's move a good on thought here. going right, into the so, skins yeah, game. So, mo- so moving on <laughs> to the skins game here. Speaking of, so you've had a big. Year. I mean, you've you've done a lot this year, but I want to. I'm going to bring you back to a little, um, a little more exciting time here of your of your golf journey this year <laughs> when you didn't have the shanks. Yeah, you no won simulator the event, shanks. You yeah. won the event. Yeah. At the Pure Insurance Championship, right? Yeah. And that yeah. was when you teamed up with uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, who yeah. was, of course, known as Carlton from the Fresh Prince. So yeah. You guys played some pretty good golf there, didn't you? There was, there's 72 teams, 72 two-person yeah. amateur teams, right? It's a big and, event. And, and it's a big event. And then you got the Champions Tour. And it's Pebble Beach and it's Poppy Hills. And it's the home of the NCGA. I'm still a member of the NCGA. Okay. I grew up in Northern California. Pebble Beach was my you know gift to me from my dad after graduating from high school we oh, got wow. to play pebbles spyglass in spanish bay uh you know <clears throat> hallowed ground obviously hallowed ground anyway and then for me there's an extra layer of special and then steve john who runs the tournament who's become a really good friend um paired me with alfonso ribeiro we had played together a couple years ago my regular partner is a man by the name of david gill and he he steve john paired him with someone else this year and paired me with alfonso and i thought great you know alfonso is this really means a lot to alfonso it means a lot to me it means more to alfonso which I love that. Now I've got a guy who cares, right? You got a guy who cares. And he's, he's all in. And he's about a four handicap. Yeah, and and this year he played to it. Like he was rock solid. Wow. And I had I had probably two bad nine hole stretches in a three three round tournament. Okay. And the other nines were fairly solid. I took advantage of my strokes, made a birdie or two. But everything – can you imagine to win this tournament, 54 holes, we were 36 under. 
and you get the help of the junior. You get the help of, of the, the pro you're playing mm -hmm. with. And then it's up to you guys. Who was the pro? So we had the first day, Steve Pate. Okay. And he made three birdies for us and was rock solid. The junior that day, I think, made a birdie for us on a hole that we needed it. So you hammed an egg. We told But ham and egg for not just for nine holes or 18 yeah. holes, for 54 yeah, holes we haven't egged it. Solid golf. And when yeah. right when we needed the second day, our partner was Colin Montgomery. Okay. Steve Pate, Colin Montgomery. Montgomery could not make a putt to save his life. If it was two feet or if it was 20 feet, he would miss it to the right. Are you serious? He, his ball striking was like he was like 28 years old. His putting was like he had never touched a club before. It was so bizarre. And his caddy told us later, it's not uncommon for him to go through four putters in a tournament like he just there's some glitch for poor colin montgomery on the putting green and on the 15th hole we were all in trouble and he made a 30 footer to save par and we never made a bogey all week that was the moment we were about to go in the wrong direction and monty makes the putt for par then birdies the 16th makes a great par at 17 and birdies 18 and he went on to, and we and then the the, the final day we get Esteban Toledo yep. and Kenny Perry. You get two pros the next, the second day, the third third day. If you make the cut, only ten teams make the cut. Okay, and we're starting like. I think two back and Toledo birdies the first Perry Eagles the second so we're three under through two mm -hmm. Perry birdies the third uh, we make par at four uh, Alfonso and Toledo birdie the fifth Alfonso makes four net eagle on six we make par at seven Toledo birdies eight I make four for three on nine and four for three on ten nice and we are ten under through ten holes and we lap the field we wow. win the tournament I mean I stood on the 18th <laughs> green at Pebble Beach holding a trophy and it, there was like people around. I That's mean, it crazy. was like, it was surreal. I mean, it was, uh, it was. You had to play to Toledo would have knocked you out. Boxer. <laughs> they're, they're funny. I mean, you know, talk about two different, you know, watching these guys, Pate, Montgomery, Toledo, Perry, four totally different oh, games, different swings. Kenny Perry, you must, you must marvel at his, at his golf swing. Mm -hmm. I've never seen, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to play in a lot of these t events, as I know you've been shoulder to shoulder. Kenny Perry hits a 290-yard high arcing draw into the middle of the fairway every time. It's crazy. It it's, it's it's mesmerizing. It is. It is. He's and, and he's always hit that high draw, you know. And and he one, loads and up his rhythm, right? Like oh. it feels like it takes him forever to get to the top, it's and then he just cranks it. I, I'm telling you, I, and you know, Toledo is this scrappy, as you can imagine. Hits it like two. It's yeah. like a lot less than Kenny yeah. Perry. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's going to sound, you know, maybe two seventy five okay. on this kind of low liner and up and down scrappy and cared he was fighting for us those two guys were fighting for us to win awesome. they're in the middle of a tournament and they they got their own stuff going you, you could t they were high yeah. five and help, i helped you i helped you you know that's fun it was a blast that's fun it was a blast and and you won a tournament at pebble beach i know it's crazy that i got the, crazy. The, the trophy in there on the mantle i got to take a picture of that yeah that's uh you know i think it's arnold palmer lining up a putt with a junior with Annika Sorensen and Clint Eastwood looking you know, looking up. 
on, and it's pretty substantial. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, next year, back again? I hope so. You know, knock wood. I hope we get, you got to defend the title, right? So your golf game. I mean, like when I first met you, it, everything was kind of off to the right. Yeah. You know, you were yeah. steep over it. You know, yeah. off to the right. But but now, I mean, your swing is developed. Like you can hit. <laughs> you, you play a draw now for the most part. Well, right? I, it's a it's a it's a, it's always I always you'll see today. I'm always fighting that. And you know what what I've learned I had a lesson with you. I've had a lesson with Billy Harmon. I've had a lesson with Craig Harmon. I've had a lesson with Hank Haney. I've had a lesson with David Ledbetter. I've had a lesson with Butch Harmon. I've had a lesson with uh, McLean, Rick Smith. You like you name it. I only recognize one. They've all names. been a- <laughs> <laughs> Travis Fulton. Uh, you know Todd Anderson. Yeah, I, you know you uh, um, uh, Jack Lumpkin recently. I mean, and it's and you know they all eventually you start realizing there's some there's some common theme here. Yeah. That you got you got to attack a ball from the inside. You got, you know, my, you know, I fight, you know, again, Oh, as you get older, you lose flexibility. Yep. And I've noticed on video that I, I don't finish that turn. I don't get it coming in here, yep. you know, and if I, so if I get quick, where's that going? That's cutting, cutting across it. And so for me, it's about figuring out ways to, to get, you know, and that's at pre, in a way it's simplified things mm-hmm. for me, realizing that a full turn, yeah. And trying to get that inside and coming at the ball from the inside yep. allows for a much, you know, back swing matters for most. Yeah. You know, it's what, it's like a topic that, you know, I, I bring up a lot of my platform and there's some, all, all that counts is impact. It's like, you know what, for most, the backswing matters, like yeah. getting them to turn yeah. and, you know, recruit somewhat well, puts them in a position to be successful coming down. And yeah. when you, I, you hit it on the head, you get older, you start losing turn. I mean, it makes it hard to do what yeah. you want to do coming down. I sway. I sway straighten out my right leg you know there's little things that i do you know that that you know that these are things that are running through my head and you get on a you get in a tournament for three days and then you get nerves and then you get all the other stuff but um you know i I, one thing i do i wanted to say earlier but i miss i and going back to billy Harmon. yeah first of all i I think billy Harmon is one of the greats roaming the planet he's an inspiration you know he's beat cancer he's just a just a phenomenal human being and i miss you and Billy Harmon and your chemistry yeah. on what you used to do on Golf Channel. I thought that was that was a quality show because yeah. you were the straight guy, you know, new methods, new 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 mindset yeah. on the world of golf and and training and technology. Yeah. And Billy was this fresh fresh version of the old school, yep. willing to say whatever came to his mind. Had great stories. You guys played off each other very well. Yeah. I miss that show. The show was called On the Range, which was on Wednesday night, and that's when I when I auditioned for Golf Channel, that's the job I got. Yeah. Was to be with Billy Harmon yeah. on On the Range. And Billy Kratzer was yeah. someone who did that show as well that kind of brought me to the table and said, hey, you should look at this guy. He could be someone that could do it. Yeah. So that's where I started. And I, I remember Billy Harmon and I, we would get to the studio, we would do our run through, and then we would go eat breakfast <laughs> at First Watch. And that was like the most amazing hour every week. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say a word ever. And I didn't want to because Billy would just talk golf. 
and yeah. talk stories. And it was fascinating. He would challenge your theories. Oh. You would come back. Yeah. On it. it was. Yeah. You know, what, what was funny is we had, I think many of the concepts were much the same, but the terminology yeah, was so and different. How, and yeah. Which is, which is instruction, yeah. right? They're, they're determined. Yeah. I would say something and he would just look at me like, what did you just say? You know? And, yeah. and I remember one time, <laughs> I remember one time when, as this fitness thing had started to come about in the specifics of how to use your body, glute. Yeah. Turn on your glutes. Of course, Tiger yeah, said yeah, it and everybody yeah. made fun of it, but it's a real thing. Yeah. And I said that one time and he just started busting up laughing on air. <laughs> Billy did. He's like, how do you turn on your glutes? Like, yeah. you know, he just, I mean, it was just so off his radar yeah. of his terminology. So he, it, it was fun. He, he made me think, you know, yeah. like he challenged me and he really made me think. And I appreciated that. And I always enjoyed his story. It was a great show. It was a show about that. They took me actually just, they just put it in. They just put it in all the other shows. Basically. I, it was amazing. And, yeah. and every time, if you guys came on the show, or if you were breaking down anything in front of the the, the big the big screen there in Studio AP, yeah. it was must watch TV because a you're watching a guy yeah. practice mm -hmm. or do his routine it's or good. hit yeah. shots, mm -hmm. so it's it's there's something f fresh and live about it already. Yeah, and then you get smart people having smart conversation about something that that I I'm a visual person, so yeah. I. I, I take things like that, visuals like that, and I can actually implement them. It's hard for me to look at a still image or, mm -hmm. you know, or, or not have something moving, either looking at my own swing or looking at another swing. Mm -hmm. I, I can learn better from the visuals. And that's why I I, I think that, uh, you know, that was a great training ground for yeah. you. That was a great platform for you. That was a great partner <laughs> for was. you with a guy like that. And uh, I mean, just yeah. the whole experience starting with Billy and then, you know, then rolling into morning drive and yeah. taking some of those concepts to there but yeah that was uh and now here you're talking to me in my that backyard. was a lot of fun really yeah, that's right gone places <laughs> you've literally gone to winter park now we're just taking all in house yeah. and do it ourselves yeah the stripe show podcast brought to you by encore golf best in class golf balls fueled by state-of-the-art innovation they have the holiday deal of the year go to encoregolf.com slash holiday promo to make someone's holiday and golf game a whole lot better. So let's move on here. I want to I want to get into your expertise then, all right? Which is Buddy's trips. Yeah. And I had you would feed it to us firsthand every morning before we would go on air, and you would tell America about all of these gems that you guys need to go here and play, yeah. right? And here's why. Yeah. So I want you to give me a top five. You don't have to rank them. Just give me five spots. I don't. Let's take Bandon Dunes out. I mean, Bandon's spectacular. Let's take Stream Song out. Okay. East Coast, West Coast. I'm, I'm eliminating those two. Okay. Give us five gems for our listeners here that we're going to go to this spring and summer. Eliminating Bandon Dunes and Stream Song? Yep. Um, well, Pinehurst is – that's the obvious. Okay. I mean, for me, it you know, it goes Bandon Dunes and Pinehurst are sort of one and one A, but for two very different reasons. Okay. You know, it's – it's uh, that is – that's new school, Oregon coastline, minimalist architecture, you know, kind of the best of what's new versus this re-energized, reimagined, you know, over a hundred-year-old destination – 
with roots to the Tufts and Ross and, you know, now on to the Deadman family. But you've got all that took place uh, in 2011 for Core and Crenshaw to go in and redo number two. Core growing up not about an hour and a half away from Piners playing it as a kid and Ben Crenshaw being Ben Crenshaw and the historian he is and sort of his respect and admiration. And number for, four is open now, right? Gil Hans comes in and oh, redoes yeah, the yeah, Tom okay. Fazio. They yeah. reimagine the front porch in the cradle. Right. They got a brewery now. They've Cradle's redone awesome. the bar off the back deck. They've redone the manor in. They've, you know, I mean, I can't believe, and I've written this and I've talked about it and I've covered it and I've, I've immersed myself mm-hmm. in it. I think to have a place that's sort of synonymous with what we say is the cradle of American golf, sort of the St. Andrews of golf in America to, <clears throat> to invest back in the game like that. And really to have a putting course and a short course and sort of you, they've connected all the dots within their own portfolio. So now people can go from, from a generational standpoint and play golf as a grandparent to a grandchild yep. to, for a, a husband and a wife or a, a guy and a girl on a date or a, a buddy's trip of 12 people or, you know, you go out there, drive by it at any minute right now. And you're going to see multi-generations enjoying consuming the game of golf from basically the same tees, hitting to the same greens. In in 10 acres, 789 yards, you got music playing, you got a place to drink cart that, you know, like that is – so Piners, that to me is is, – it's it's 1A. Um, I think you've got up and coming – you know, and and if you're talking global, obviously St. Andrews and Ireland. Let's keep it stateside. Let's keep it – yeah, stateside. So then the big emerging one right now is Sand Valley. That's the one that's the one where you have you have band and dunes, but it's 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 now in sort of the, the dells of Wisconsin. Um, it's accessible from a lot of different major cities from Chicago and Madison. And, and you have you have multiple courses. You have a core Crenshaw a kid. Doke is building one right now. You have a, a 17 hole par three course. Um, you have the kind of accommodations that match and fit the needs and demands of uh, people getting away and wanting, you know, the camaraderie. Um, How many courses? Well, there's there's two big, a short course, par three course, and Doke is building now what what he is describing at. You know, it's going to be like a yeah. sixty one hundred okay. yard. Yeah. 18 hole yeah. course but it's going to be it's going to play very different than something that you know it would be the opposite of mammoth dunes so you fly into you can fly into madison you can madison. fly into chicago you okay. can fly into minneapolis you can you can there's a lot of different a yeah. lot of different touching points there so um then i i think you have you have this combination of arcadia bluffs and forest dunes which which is you know i love what's happening in Michigan, just like I love what's happening in Wisconsin. Um, I think if you take the loop by Doak, reversible routing, Forest Dunes, the Weisskopf course, which is one of my favorite Weisskopf designs and has always been one of my favorite courses in the country. One of the great value plays in the country. And Keith Reb and Riley Johns, who redid Winter Park 9, got the job to do the Part 3 course at Forest Dunes, which will open in June. That's amazing. So you, you've added a short course element. And then you have Arcadia Bluffs and you have the South course there, which is Dana Fry built. So you have, you know, those that combination of Golf in Michigan is a is a very very like uh, popular buddy like trip back to back buddy trip down combo. to Michigan. Yeah, um, you got you got Kohler. Obviously, Kohler. Yeah, Kohler is an amazing spot. The the problem with Kohler that 
I think at some point needs to be addressed is you got four Pete Dye golf courses. Okay. Four Pete Dye golf courses is is uh, do you want to play a tough golf course today, or do you want to play a tough golf course today, or do you want to go over to the other tough golf course <laughs> yeah. today, or Dog should we play the water up the yeah. tough golf yeah. course today? You know, I think the River Course is the hardest, one of the hardest courses in America, mm. and that's shoulder to shoulder with straights, which is if you catch it on a windy day, that's not easy. Now their bucket list experiences, it's special, and they do service really well and you're in the midwest great accommodations great vibe great energy but very hard golf they need a short course they need a, a counterbalance you know yeah that's the beauty of sort of the way kaiser pieces is places together is you have you know you have mammoth dunes and now they're going to put in a doke you know 6100 yards that's you got point. a core crenshaw yeah. you got to have the yin and the yang yeah. you know that's, that's important point. Yeah. it's important because you guys you got guys staying for long periods at a time no one wants to just go out and constantly shoot above their no, handicap. No, I mean you got to, you know, like like this W Winter Park Nine. We're gonna go play, right? Yeah. I mean this yeah. is fun. Yeah. Go out there. You're not gonna get your head beat in every single time. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You go and play TPC Sawgrass so many times. Correct. Pretty soon, like I'm out of golf balls. Yeah. Like I want to go <laughs> somewhere where I can find my golf ball more often. Let Let me throw the fifth out here, and I want you to react to this. Okay. And I know a place that you know it well. I think you may have gotten married there, Big Cedar Lock. That's my That's my next that one. Your, yeah. That's okay, my good. next one. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I you know th- it's hard to put these all in order. I mean, essentially yeah. you're talking about yeah. Miss May versus Miss March. Right. Like they both belong in the calendar. Like they're, they're no order. Just they, five they, well, these are, gems. these yeah. are, these are solid. And yeah. if you wanted to do value, I could restructure yeah. the, you know, yeah. so I just got back from turning stone in upstate New York. They got live music, okay. casino, multiple courses, excellent service, great value. So that, that's not even on my list. You know, yeah. that's not even being discussed. We haven't even talked to Cabot. If you want to do North America, mm. you got Cabot. I just got back from Whistler, central Oregon. But I think, you know, Big Cedar Lodge now is is going to have a Tiger Woods golf course coming online. So you got a Core Crenshaw, yep. you got a Fazio, you got a Nicholas uh, nine hole par three course, and you have a Gary Player thirteen hole par three course. Thirteen hole, that's awesome. You have a putting course. You and so you're going to have multiple big course experiences, multiple short course experiences, a putting course. Plus, you're in this ridiculous setting. You know what Johnny Morris has done is basically said, "Look, I love the Ozarks. I want people to experience." the outdoors. I want people to put phones down, spend some time with their family or their friends connecting with each other instead of sort of what's going on on these devices. Get out and fish, get on a boat, get in the water, take a hike, get into some caves, play some golf. So I I mean, you can't say enough about yeah. about a place like that. The place is spectacular. Spectacular. It's some of the most beautiful pictures. <laughs> you know, when the Champions Tour goes through the par three, and it's just and those guys all the Champions Tour yeah. all love that place because it makes sense when you get there. You're like, oh wow, oh we can hit balls. In, you know, under the lights on the drown, this crazy looking amazing driving range, and you know, it just it it just. Um, it's it's good for golf. I want to take you to a different country here in a minute, but I want to just one little spot up in Ponte Vedra right now. Yeah, is Oak Ridge yeah. inside the gates yeah. at TPC? I was just there. I just went there. You were just there, just there last week. So they they plowed it. Yes, and now they're rebuilding it. To Mike holes. Miller or and Dave Miller? Dave Miller Dave and Miller. Mike. Um, uh, yeah, Miles. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So twelve hole golf course. They redid the range. Um, the restaurant great food and i love it i think it's going to be this is it's you know he he came and played this uh it came to the friday skins about two weeks ago 
uh, no, Mike, Mike did. did yeah. And he had reached out. He's a he's a link soldier. He loves John Ashworth, mm-hmm. link soldier. He's been out to Goat Hill Park, went to Winter Park. He's trying to create in Oak Bridge. He's going to try to create that same a nine. So taking a defunct sort of yep. eighteen hole struggling business model, mm-hmm. reimagining it. Nine really good holes, and then three in the back nine, which they call the fun zone, and then an inner loop of a par three three hole par three loop inside the loop of the back nine par you know the back nine three holes plus an area for a stage and music and hang and fun i mean that's gonna work it's going it's not only it's gonna work it's gonna be great for the community and i'm told the pga tour has been very supportive of it which is amazing because it's literally on the other side of the of the bushes from from sawgrass stadium and it is again that's this is the these connecting of the dots not unlike what's happened you know here at winter park now of, of, of sort of celebrating this accessible affordable community like don't forget this green space is very valuable as a as a as a place for people to, to congregate and for community to sort of you know grow this is a yep. big bad world we're living in right now yep. turn on the news at any given yep. moment and it, it can really put you in a downward spiral these watering holes of good community good energy good attitude good vibe good activity are important around the concept and the game of golf yeah someone just asked me what's your what's your stake in the game at winter park nine i said it's the place i live yeah that's what my stake in the game is <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not making any money off yeah. of winter park nine all i'm trying to do is have a, is cultivate a place where my kid can grow up playing golf i live across the street i live across I the spend street time there i want it to be i want it to look like it should yeah. for a place that has nine holes and is my community is this my community and that's what john ashworth did at goat hill park it, this was this is where he grew up playing let let's just Let's not forget where we grew up. You know, um, uh, who's the the long hitter from Sacramento who uh, won the Safeway? Uh, Cameron Champ. Yeah. Cameron Champ is is going back to his home course in Sacramento and basically putting money into where he grew up playing. If more tour players, Kevin Streelman's associate with Cantini in, in in Chicago as a way of like this is where they. Yeah. This is matters to them. Yeah. It, it's that simple. It's just genuine love for the game yeah and you can i was just over there before i came over here and you can just see it and people, yeah they're just love the sport and they're gonna go out they've got their carts and they're gonna walk nine holes have a beverage uh there was a, a father son yeah that went with a there was two dads and two boys that went out at one point and yeah. then and then i saw a uh, a lady with three daughters so that I, went right out after that I, my, my wife and i are enamored you know we we have a daughter 15 and a half years old just yep. got into golf yep. and uh as a and th- I, I was one of the assistant coaches on her high school team in which they had 15 players, three of them had, had picked up a club before. So, and I'm no instructor, obviously, you know that, but, but, you know, just to sort of you know, help the coaches in terms of the culture of the game, we went over what's a par three versus a par five and far, you know, and our final day was, we brought the girls out to play the winter park. Now we played one, two, eight and nine, like what a perfectly, and we, we can't drive by without seeing a group that has a young girl or a woman or multiple women which is exactly the way it should look. This should be more than just
just a bunch of guys going out and and playing 100%. music and, and drinking beer. You could sit there for thirty minutes and, and you had yeah. I mean, you could just feel it. So this is this is this is important, and it's really it's really heartwarming to see it to a place go from losing two hundred thirty grand a year to now probably going to be making one hundred thirty to one hundred fifty grand a year, and they haven't even really scratched the surface. I grew up on a nine hole course, uh, Pinehurst, Idaho was the name of it. Twenty two hundred people in the town. Wow. Um, very similar to what a part night. I've got the scorecard right here. It's, it's, yeah, you know, pretty, yeah. very, very, very close. And um, was built on a rock bed. And when it dries up and you can't keep enough water on it, it just dries up. Yeah. But the community, my dad's part of it. They, they keep it alive, you know, and they, yeah. and they're out there donating their time and they're, and they're turning the wheels and, and they keep it alive. And that was the course that I literally would get to at 7 a.m. and leave at 7 p.m. Yeah. And grew up on and go back. They still live right off the left side of one there by their driving Yeah, it is important. important. And it's, it's cool to see what's happening. It's you don't have to convince me. Like I yeah, I, I get this. But I you don't have to yeah. you don't have to yeah. convince anybody yeah, who no. cares about the yeah. game, who grew up yeah. around the game. Yeah. You, those people who are I, I I say there's there are golfers and then there are people who play golf. Yeah. Just like in TV, there are TV personalities and then there are people who do TV. Right. And there that there are diff, those there are some subtle and not so subtle differences in those mindsets. And if you grew up playing golf around the game of golf, you don't have to convince anybody no. that th- all of this matters. this all matters. You really don't. Yeah, it, that it, it all matters, <clears throat> and it's fun to be here and a part of it. Like we get spoiled. Yeah, you know, working at the oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. and you know, yeah. like the, traveling and the, the, the places yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah, but when you walk on properties like this, I mean, you just it, it's it's heartwarming, I and mean, you feel like this is gonna this is gonna be a fun experience. People are around you, love the game. Yeah, it's just cool. I, mean, I just love being there and taking in those experiences. Yeah, it's it's uh, you'll see. Today it's we average about 20, 22 people in this Friday skins game. It's been every Friday since October twelfth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, we uh, today's a mega skin, so we might get more. I, you know, it's always a mixed bag. I don't know who's going to show. We got mini tour players showing up. We've got a top junior, twelve year old little girl played last uh, last week and held her own. That's she awesome. was she was into it, and we have uh, everybody's welcome. There are we don't play any handicaps. It's all high side half par. Yeah. So one's a par three and a half two's a par three three's a par four that is listed as a five which is fun uh four is a par four and a half five's a par three and a half six a par three and a half okay. seven's a three eight's a three and nine's a three and a half so high side half pars is what we all love though that's like that's a reachable par five you know yeah. uh, a drivable par four uh you know that's and you get done in less than two hours and it's less than 20 bucks it's awesome <laughs> i look forward to it i look forward to it i hope I can swing the club reasonably well from yeah. my injuries of working out and being <laughs> old and having a five before. It's going. a bitch. So let's go to the media side for a minute. Here. Okay. Okay. You were you were in Australia. Oh, something there. so heartwarming and yeah, positive. Let's take. I know. It. I hate to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe we should. No, but I got. No, this your, is positive. I got to get your opinion. I think it's positive. I, it's too. Just got, I want to get your opinion. I think it's I know you positive. chimed in on this, and you were in Australia before the Presidents Cup, and the Presidents Cup was there. Um, and, and what an event! By the way, I gotta tell you, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I well, actually said, I was like, I'm 
actually looking forward to the President's Cup in two years. But 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 I think I think they need to also. There's a reason why this President's Cup worked better than other President's Cups, yeah. and it was that we were able to get in the U.S. prime time, you know, golf that mattered with players who matter. Right. Uh, you, the Ernie Tiger. Don't discredit the fact that Ernie and Tiger were the captains, sure. and Ernie was amazing, and then that whole team of captains with Trevor and Jeff Ogle. That that was a great, and the the team. You know, I think. Poor Jason Day. I, that we, I don't think it got mentioned enough, but without Jason, that was a big hit. Okay. An Australian who's won at Melbourne for sure, and you know that you know, a major champion and a guy who you know gives Tiger a hard time. That that was a big that loss. Was a big loss. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, but I I think that uh, prime time December. You know, there was a lot. There was a lot going for at Royal Melbourne. Oh, yeah. by the way, oh, yeah. which. If you didn't like any of the players who played or didn't care at all, you would still watch it just to see how Royal Melbourne. And you know, played Royal. Yeah, I had just gotten to play it right before. So I played, played the West Course, okay. so that was that's twelve of the composite holes. So um, I was talking with Paul Desori. He was on the Stripe Show, and I said, "How hard was number one green?" I said, "There hasn't been a ball mark on number one green in probably twenty years." It was, that, that green was like, yeah. Like this. Well, they, yeah, they they all they all are, and we we got it. You know, three weeks out, it was probably rolling at about twelve, knowing that it was probably going to be fourteen or fifteen Yo, for them. Fourteen at least. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, the 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 size, the scale of Royal Melbourne, it felt like when you walk the grounds of of Augusta National, felt like when you step out onto, uh, it was like it was like Mammoth Dunes, and so, you know, you're like, this is just bigger than I could have ever possibly imagined, and you could hit it almost anywhere except for where you hit it did matter. It does matter, and the pro I'll never forget. He, I, and they. There's not a lot of caddies in Australia. It's not part of the really the culture. You can get them, but they do, you gotta. It's not easy. It's not part of the thing. So we had pull carts like you're gonna get at, at Winter Park Nine, little rickety like we've had our whole life, and a, a yardage book and enjoy, boys. You know, and and the the last bit of advice he goes: if you're hitting it at the pin, you're going about this the wrong way. So a back right pin, you needed to you know to, to throw it up on the front. You know, back left pin, you need to throw front right and roll it back up to get there you if it's a front left you had to hit it back right to sort of get it to come i mean and we didn't you know it would help to know yeah it was amazing how many balls were over the green on one i mean uh paul said that i think day one they had they had 74 pin and they wanted to carry it 50 yeah and webb hit he says that's perfect carried it 50 and it went over the green with a with a wedge in his hand (laughs) And, yeah. he, and he nipped it. Like, yeah. yeah. It had spin on it. And he said it was over the back of the grid. Yeah. And he's like, we got to change something up here. The word uh, – look, um, as as it relates to architecture, and I, when I assess a golf course or a destination, I'm always into the total experience. It's not just simply where the bunkers are or the green complexes. It's in, it's the, it's in total. Uh, but the word adventure always sticks with me, you know, as it relates to architecture and I there is there there are adventurous routings and holes and shots you have to hit you know at, at any memorable golf course the amount of adventure that takes place in not only Royal Melbourne but a lot of the courses in in Melbourne where we went to in, at Barn Boogle you know Tasmania and then over to King Island Cape Wick, you know 
th- that trip, if you if you happen to follow along, it, it, it was it was an adventure mm. on and off the golf course, and most notably on the golf course. I mean, that it was just hole after hole, course after course, experience after experience, and it was a total adventure. It was the ultimate trip, really. Ball on the ground versus ball in the air. Yeah, of think. course, of course, a little ball on the ground. Know, but but what do you, a little wolf? You think would be? I mean, the tour, PJ Tour. I mean, it's in the air. It's 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 a bomber's pair. We know that. Yeah. There, there 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 are a few handful of courses that still you know Zach Johnson can show up and, and compete. But for the most part, right? Yeah. I mean, give me the driver. I'm going to hit up. I'm going to bomb at 340. Not a lot of rough. Balls in the air over there. Balls on the ground running. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was really it was just fun to watch the ball roll. Yeah. And bounce and the guys happen to think through different types of shots to to the point that Paul was saying 84 yards and yeah. we're standing there doing the like they're grinding on how far they're going to but look look there's no shock that Tiger was three and zero at that venue yeah. which is also where he's won you know yeah. how many made five Masters so so like you know this is a this is where you've got to start to realize that guys that have that ability yeah. the shot making ability. The creativity, yeah. the imagination, you know, that's why I, I did think Jordan Spieth would have been a, you know, a good fit or a, a Kevin Kisner. Guys that are a little more creative, a little more and, you know, love that match play format. That would have been a reach to go to Spieth. Of course yeah. it would have. Of course yeah. it would have. Just but, you yeah. know, but again, Kisner, I, yeah, I sure. again, I think that, you know, yeah. you're talking about. That, those styles would fit that kind of that kind of that that venue, just like the old course, just like you know a lot of what's happening on the European let's, tour. Let's talk styles for a minute, but let's go media side. Something came out after Australia, and it was like this big Twitter feud, right? I mean, uh, of course, four play pod, and those guys were there. They were inside the ropes, and you know they 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 have a lot of fun playing up their you know quote yeah. unquote friendship with Tiger. Right? Yeah. I mean, they love Tiger, and who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. But they, they have fun with it. And, you know, the, the fist pump in with Tiger and all that. And, and after the event, uh, you know, you had people like Bob Herrig. And it was kind of back and forth on who got this quote from Patrick Reed, right, afterwards. Uh, Foreplay Pod put it out there. His caddy, right? It was yeah, his caddy. caddy. Yeah, I'm sorry, right, his caddy. Right, that's yeah, right. Right. Uh, yeah. His caddy made a quote yeah. to Foreplay Pod. They put it out there. And then supposedly he'd made a quote to Bob Herrig as well. He yeah. put it out there. But then it went back and forth, like, who yeah. got it? And then it just turned into this back and forth of you guys are out there as quote unquote yeah. fanboys yeah. and yeah. you know and it was you could if you're on Twitter you could see it coming right this was this was well it's cropped up miles. it's cropped up a couple times over yeah, the course sure. these are the growing pains of where we're at in yeah. the state of you know state of media uh, the traditional media some has stayed still very traditional yeah and there's a new age of of media whether you call it social media i've i don't even call it social media anymore it's just it's just media. it's just new media yeah. it's all media yeah and guess what we just like we have a choice of what channels we get to watch on tv we get a choice of channels of what we follow what we go to what mm-hmm. we read what we what we drill down on and i you know it got it the the, the unfortunate thing is is i really Bob Herrig is is an I have nothing but respect and admiration for Bob Herrig. Yep. I love Riggs and the Barstool Boys. Yep. 
And in in a way, Riggs was simply just giving a little, you know, nudge, nudge to the old traditional media, like, oh, by the way, isn't this where you're supposed to credit the fact that I got the news first? And then it was like, well, you didn't exactly, I, you know, I can make my calls and get my information too, and uh, you know, and maybe you didn't get it first, and then, and then, then it all erupted, and and then sides were drawn, uh, a line was drawn, and sides were taken, and um, and I think Jeff, Jeff Shackelford was the one that kind of threw the fanboy yeah. gesture I think wasn't it to um, over across to, to Riggs and the foreplay that you know you guys are out there just fist pumping yeah. and that's what you report on what you're doing rather than traditional is more yeah. about what the players are doing and they're there to report that yeah and 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 you know the funny thing and I think Jeff even pointed out himself about himself is Jeff was one of the original guys to break away from what was traditional and really start sort of curating a lot of the news and his commentary on the curation of his the news that he deemed relevant and appropriate and started his own sort of blog that you know and then there were there was resistance to him doing that sure by the way sort of you know he was kind of riding the coattails of a lot of content by getting people into his way so he was going he is he's gone through his growing pains quite honestly i've gone through mine with what would be deemed traditional media because i'm doing travel and people are like oh you're bought and sold and you know hey i've got my styles and and my integrity and i go about it the way i things and i've 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 been on the other side of it and as it relates to where we are right now as about we go to 2020 with different people getting different credentials for different reasons i look at everybody at any tournament with a phone as basically media and we're going to if you shoot something cool the eyeballs who matter are going to see it one way or another and the idea of resisting where we are or where we're going is crazy to me to put a put a stop sign or put a hand in the face of of what is you know no laying up or or bar stool and the foreplay or whatever it is is crazy to me because this is this is good this is this is good for golf yeah i I don't i don't always agree and i don't need to and i don't always see it the same way and it doesn't matter but I think this this whole energy and this next generation and watching uh, sort of my kids consume content, they're not sitting in front of a TV and they're not reading newspapers or magazines. They're not they're They are on various forms of what's deemed social media and they are going to what is cool and hip and now and current and, and relevant. And these guys are relevant. I, their energy for the game of golf, it, it can't, it can't be, can't be matched. No, I agree. Uh, and we, we said the same thing. It was, it was, there's like, we waited on it on our, our program. And on Monday, we do a Monday scorecard show. We talked about how what's happening right here for play pod, no laying up. There's no sport that's benefiting it more than golf. Like they need this golf needs this more than any other sport in the country. Change is hard. Yeah. Because well, especially it, when it's coming from people who are, are reporting it and doing it in a way that you're not currently doing. But oh, by the way, oh, by the way, they, they, yes, they, they, they cover these events. They cover it as a way that, you know, we'd want to know as a viewer, what's it like being there? What's it like being inside the ropes? They're not there trying to, trying to tell you that they're some, you know, they're breaking earth shattering news. If they stumble upon it, then Hey, here it is. Or if someone wants to tell it to them, they're going to pass it on. But they are there to enjoy the experience. It would be like if we got tickets to be inside the ropes of the Ryder Cup, guess what? We'd be stoked. We'd be so excited. (laughs) We'd 
show all our friends. Well, yep. they're showing all their friends and they happen to have a lot of friends and they, and they, and they are so good. And, and, and going back to your point that this is happening in golf and not on their sport, we play golf. Yep. You and I go out and play golf. So there's some relatability component to the game in general. It's inherent to sort of golf in general. It is a lifestyle. It's not just a sport in which people get paid to play. We pay to play the game. That's right. And these guys are giving us a, 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 a lot of insight and energy in a way that I don't think, you know, I, the idea of being anti all of this is lunacy. Yeah. Do what you do, get your get your following and get your followers. Deliver on whatever it is that you feel like you can deliver on. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, I agree. I think that's I think that's well said. It's gonna be it'll be fascinating in 2020 just how this <laughs> continues. Well, to I guess evolve. I can tell you I can tell you who's gonna come on on the on the on the right end of all of this. New media. Yeah. Old traditional media, we're not going back no. to old traditional media. We are not going to continue to cultivate and, and you know, celebrate old traditional media. Yes, it's going to be there, and I'm thankful for it. But I, in total, you, I'm, I'm so, we're so lucky to have all of it. It is. I agree. I totally agree. All right. Moving in. Three-word game. Little something we do every single stripe show. You ready? I'm yeah. gonna say something. Yeah, something's gonna come out of my mouth, and you're gonna respond. Three words. Three words. Okay. I know that's hard for you, but three words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? First one. Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. Changed two franchises. Yeah, it did. Changed two franchises. Thank God they're not playing. Changed the course of two franchises. Thank God. Thank God we don't have to deal with them on Sunday. (laughs) But you do have to deal with this next one. Russell Wilson. The ultimate winner. Yeah. I mean, he is an, he is, I mean, you know, we we're we're, we've been around a lot of amazing winners from Michael Jordan and Kelly Slater and Tiger Woods and, you know, uh, Tom Brady and all that, you know, Russell Wilson is in that conversation. Point differential this year with the Seahawks plus 12. They've won a lot of close games. You know why? The Russell Wilson. He's the only, he is the reason why. Yeah, he's got he's got an innate ability to figure out a way to make a play or to win a game. Yeah. I mean, I marvel at him. I, you know, I he's on the wrong he's wearing the wrong uniform, but I marvel at his ability. Next one, three word game, Twitter. Good and bad. Good and bad. There oh. are there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. Yeah. Do you ever just have to walk away? Yeah, yeah, not enough. I probably don't walk away. <laughs> I, you know, I've gotten, I've taken on Donald Trump. I've taken on John Daly. I've taken on uh, Lisa Cornwell. Lisa Cornwell. Lisa Cornwell came in over the top of John Daly. She was in support of John Daly. What people don't know is there was direct messaging happening between Lisa and I that ended in in me blocking her. Then she announced to the world that I blocked her as though it was just out of context, like I was just blocking her. But there was some, there was some back and forth happening that doesn't even need sharing. And we worked it out yeah. now we've yeah. we've uh we've we've had an email exchange and then um you know it, you know i was i it's not even that i was going against john daly who happens to be a very good friend of hers which i was unaware of mm-hmm. but um she she I was simply defending major championship golf and the integrity of major chip championship golf, which I thought John Daly was uh, bastardizing by riding in a cart and drinking a McDonald's and sort of one leg out. And, you know, I, I have nothing against John Daly. I just don't think he should be playing major championship golf, you know, in a driving in a cart. Right. And I don't think that's so far fetched. And I was just simply pointing that out. Well, then you get this, the, you know, the bots and the, and the banter goes. And then she came in defending him as a person and a human being and I just was like I just uh, you know I'm out (laughs) well you know it just goes down it goes too far I get super personal it does does. 
does. Um, it's just with kids, like, yeah, they start thinking about it. I know. And it's like, this is important. I know. I just try to stay mostly positive, but I, I can't help myself sometimes when I really feel passionate about certain things. And then you, you suffer, you know, you suffer the consequences or you know that there's going to be backlash. But, I'm, you know, I'm a yeah. big, big boy. Speaking of positivity, <laughs> speaking of positivity, the next one here, three word game, Patrick Reed. Well, my, my grandma always used to tell me growing up, we'd play Scrabble or games as kids. And, and she would say, cheat, cheat, never beat. That's more than three words. But, you know, at the end of the day, if it looks like a cheater and it walks like a cheater, it's a cheater. And I don't, you know, again, I, 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 if I, if, if something's good for the game of golf, I'm all for it and I'm in and I help to celebrate it. If something's bad for the game of golf, I'm out. Yeah. And I'm out on Patrick Reed. Out. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I am, I as I am as well. And, it was interesting watching him at the uh, at the President's Cup. I, yeah. The American team handled that very well, by the way. They they took it in house. They took the blows, and they you know they, they did they, what they, they handled, needed they to do to win. Yeah, and yeah. I and I can't I can't. That couldn't have been easy. They no, and I boy, Webb Simpson. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, Webb gets you know Bubba and Patrick and I mean, Tiger. They 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 circled the wagons. They circled the wagons. They circled the wagon, and in a game of golf that has always just you know never allowed for or accepted cheating for them to do what they did to rally behind that rally around that wagon was impressive and they won they did they fought back they got punched in the face a win is a win they got punched in the face and you know you get the best players in the world and you get them engaged it's great TV and after day one they were punched in the face they were engaged this new Tiger Woods is so fun to watch he's he was always fun to watch he wasn't always fun to be around (laughs) now it looks like he's fun to watch and fun to be around next one Damon Hack uh, my, uh, my brother from a different mother. I don't know how else to to say. It. I I I you know, and my wife would say. I would literally t- I I take a bullet yeah. for Damon Hack. Heart of gold. I'll yeah. do heart of yeah. gold. How about this one? Damon Hack's golf game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I miss Damon in the back when I'm doing my when I'm doing my segments and he's back there re- performing the movie. Yeah, well, I'm trying to th- oh, and some of the things he does with his hands, with the chipping motion is like, oh my god, he is uh, his golf game in three words is uh, work in progress. Okay, but all work would be all caps. Okay, work. Uh, it's work. I love me some Damon Hack. Oh, um, next one, fatherhood. That's tough. Three Best words. in life. Okay. Best in life. Best in life. Changed my life. Yeah. The uh, only thing that matters, just put that matters as one word. I mean, it's the only thing. It's the only thing. I've, I, you know, I was, I didn't get married until I was 44. There was a moment in which I was traveling and so committed to what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. I really thought that maybe I had missed the window of sort of finding somebody and having, having, you know, a child with that person and then being a dad. I mean, and I was a great uncle. I've got like, you know, 13 nieces and nephews and they're scattered all over the country. I spent a lot of time traveling. The day you hold your child in your hands is the day that everything changes forever. And, uh, and, and everything becomes less significant and that becomes more significant. And then you watch your wife, you get deeper with your everything. It's game changer. Yeah, it is game changer. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm like literally obsessed with my son. Yeah. I can't, he's, and he's getting to that. He's two and a half. Two, okay. So he's so much fun. Yeah. The, the, the 
personality is literally yeah. bubbling out of him like the like the bubbles come out of a boiling pot. Like it just spills out and it's every it's everywhere. Last one. Municipal golf. Heart of golf. Municipal golf is the heart it's the heartbeat of golf. It's the you know it, again, I, I think that we we had this conversation, but that's what matters most. So we're gonna go play Winter Park Nine now. Yeah. Your skins game that you do every yeah. every Friday here yeah. in Orlando, just outside of the city here. Yeah. And this is the first time that I've played it. And we've got my agent coming, Drew Carr, who's a good player. Yeah, yeah. He and, went to uh, Rollins. He's played yeah. it a lot. Oh, yeah. He's, he's had he's had multiple times he's made six birdies and yeah, not win a skin. He's going to wax both of us today. <laughs> and uh, But we can win a skin. But we can win a skin, right? And Alex probably will win a skin. He wins everything every time you team. <laughs> Alex is so chatty. But what he I needs to know, keep it But down. what I want to know is what would I have to do today to get – kicked out of the skin skin but what would i have to do well i've only kicked out and we've now over a year and i don't know how many hundreds of you know people who have played in this skin thousands <laughs> yeah i've only kicked out one guy kicked out one guy we we i asked a guy oh boy i asked <laughs> it wasn't pretty i'm sitting there getting ready and i we're you know we got to head over there right now and i'm getting the stuff organized and I'm, people are walking up intermittently giving me the 20 and I'm putting names down and and this guy says uh so you run this skins game do you you know and I, and already I was like uh I I well yeah I do I got the help of others we got Ashton Nix who works at the Golf Channel Steve Davey is a, a one-time winner of the Winter Park Amateur uh very good player he, he Gary Williams comes on a regular basis there's kind of a little support unit because I'm on the road a lot people need to run it if I'm not there the goal was to have it every Friday for a year now we're over a year it's been it's been sometimes we have three people sometimes we have 43 so it's a great mix and this guy is going you run this skins game yes sir i do yeah oh yeah well you know you really screwed up our friday round of golf we were you know we can't get around to golf unless we play i said well wait a minute wait a minute we just try to get like the last four or five tea times of the day you're welcome to tee off in front of us and by the way you can play in the, yeah. within the confines of the skins game and not play in the skins you you're welcome to no 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 i i i got it i got it and i'm in but how the hell does this thing work anyway you know i said well you, you put twenty dollars twenty dollars i said well you know this everything i said he had a negative mm. and i was i had spent a long week morning drive yeah. early mornings all i looked forward to was this friday and getting around some nice people and playing golf and this energy was coming it was just negative and dark and and uh I didn't think anybody was around. It was just the two of us, I thought, sitting there. And finally, I said, hey, you know what, buddy? The tee is open. Go ahead and get on out, man. If you want to go play golf, go play play golf. No, no, no. I got my guys coming. We got a foursome. We wrote it. We called in. I said, I said, no, you know what? When your guys get here, you guys are going to be the first off. Go ahead. You know, go ahead. You're, this skins game, I don't think, is a good fit for you. No, no, no. I'm playing. I said, no, actually, I don't think you get it. You're not playing. This negativity is... Is exactly what we're trying to avoid. You can take your negative t- negativity and your negative attitude and beat it. I want no part of this. This is not what this skins game is about. You are not anybody I want to be around on a Friday afternoon enjoying my day of golf. 
tee off, go behind us, do whatever you want, but you're not playing in this skins game. And he gets up in a huff and he takes off and I'm going, oh, great. You know, that he's gone. Guys show up and they go, we're with so-and-so, the guy I just kicked out. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, guys, I just kicked him out. You guys are welcome to play. Uh, you know, go ahead and tee off. you. The course is yours. And they go, oh, no, no, screw him. Wait, he's an asshole. We're in. <laughs> so his own group kicked him out after I had kicked him out, which made me feel better. Oh. And another guy behind me goes, damn, Janela, I, I had your back. If that got any uglier. And I go, wow. Thank God yeah. there was someone there to witness. Good for you. What a negative, you know. But that that that's one yeah. out of now almost a thousand people who didn't get what this is about. Oh, you about. know, that think about that. One and that's pretty crowd. much the world of golf. Yeah. There is a handful of people who don't get it. And I think I put Patrick Reed in that category. And I, I and 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 if Patrick Reed showed up, I'd kick him out of the skin. <laughs> he was pretty cool. You heard it here first. I I, he he's not welcome. Okay. <laughs> Last question. I, I enjoy that story. I was taking notes. I'm going yeah. to try to yeah. keep it. So watch yourself, And Seahawks fans. Have, we also kick out a, any Seahawks get a, couple, get a couple liquid pork chops in me. You never know what's going to happen. Actually, the, the idea is I actually do I do accept Seahawks yeah, okay, fans. Good. That's how much you have yeah. to do to get kicked yeah, out okay, of the good. skins. I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So what's next for you, buddy? 2020. I mean, I, you've, I, you've accomplished so much. What's what's 2020? Yeah. Matt Janelle. I, I, I'm more hyper focused now than ever on quality content, uh, helping people navigate this vast uh, world of, of options that we have. It's a buyer's market. I know people, money matters to them, where they're spending their money, where they're spending their time, where they're trying to connect with, with meaningful relationships. Again, going back to it's a big, bad world out there. We need these annual trips mm -hmm. uh, to preserve them and to cultivate this camaraderie and the connectivity that we that we're desperate for to you know because and again shrinking it all down right it's all community yeah. this is our community there's a community within any everybody's trip cultivating the good and uh highlighting uh you know the positive stuff that's happening in the world of golf that's my commitment and uh and i hope you know i hope it comes through in my content i'm i i've got a talented group of people that i work with uh rex lint and alex and peggy are two guys mm -hmm. that I consider family. I've traveled all over the world with them. I hope to continue to work with them and keep telling great stories. So. Well, you're great at what you do, buddy. It Thank does come you. out. I yeah. appreciate Thank your you. time. Thanks. Let's, uh, let's go play some play some golf. Winter Park Nine. Go play the skins. Go Niners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. We'll see you next time.